watches, and whiskey. Do I have your attention? <laughs> this is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. We'll uh, go ahead and get started. George Tech head coach Jeff Collins uh, looking ahead to Saturday's game at Miami. Coach, if you want to open us up with a uh, uh, quick statement before we take questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, just going through everything, finding the ways uh, to get better. Uh, the thing that we've done in this program, the guys have done, the coaches have done, uh, is have made the margin for error. We've decreased uh, the gap uh, amongst the teams that we've played, but the last phase in the development of the program, not only to be in these close games and not have wide margins of victory, but we got to find ways to win them. Um, yesterday in the team meeting, the first thing we did to start the day, uh, I pulled out seven plays from the game, five key plays offensively and defensively uh, that were the biggest reasons for the game, uh, ending up us being short, uh, and then two special teams plays, one a kickoff, uh, that was really good. Just wanted to make sure we showed that, how important it is uh, whenever a ball does get put into play to cover the way we did and the way we do. Um, and then one of the kickoff returns, it was one block away uh, from Jameer taking it to the house. we got to make those uh, key blocks, key situations. Uh, and then the five plays, uh, we talked about them a little bit uh, after the game uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, but the one was the, the first, the, the, excuse me, the second, third down of the game. Defense was playing good, forced the second, third, and long. Um, and at first thought it was just a busted coverage. And then when you watch the tape, it was just a sack was there. We had two guys misfit uh, the blitz path. The DB was on an island a little too long, so just the attention to detail. Um, one kid runs the blitz right. The other kid executes it. Uh, with the twist the right way, we get a sack, and then, um, but then on the back end, it, it makes the secondary uh, look exposed. Um, and then one was a, a uh, deep post defender not getting to the deep post on an over route, create a big play to our credit, to the kids' credit. They got the ball down in the red zone, forced a field goal uh, to keep it to that. Those two plays cost them us 10 points, uh, and then showed the two explosive plays. One was a touchdown for Jameer, and one was a big game down into the same part of the field um, that got called back due to penalties and just teaching the guys how to execute those plays so that we get 10 points or 14 points rather than getting none. Um, the last play that I showed the entire team, uh, arguably the biggest play of the game, was second and eight, two minutes left in the first half. Uh, they were trying to run out the clock. And we let a normal uh, base everyday run that we practice and go good on good against you guys are out there for team run, go for 20, and then they end up getting three points on that drive. And those three points, uh, as we found out later in the game, were huge uh, for us winning those games. So um, positives, we're now to the point in the program. We're in these close games, which we haven't been in the past. Now we've got to find a way uh, to win them. And uh, that's the commitment for everybody in the organization. And uh, the guys put in two really good days of work. They know we're going on the road to play Miami team that's playing really well. 
Uh, the quarterback, uh, he's young, but he's dynamic and is doing a great job getting the ball to his uh, big-time playmakers in space. So uh, got a challenge and uh, expect the guys to respond and get ready to go down um, and play a really good football team. If you have questions, please raise your hand so we can get your microphone. Jeff, um, in all my time watching college football, I think I've seen a team with seven or eight touchdowns called back in, in one season. Um, just when you go back and look at it, it seems like it's just a confluence of luck, maybe 50-50 calls not going your way, things yep. like that. Kind of, What do you put your finger on when you look at why you've had so many touchdowns called back in yeah, different phases? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Mike's notes about Jameer Gibbs. Uh, 2,000 career all-purpose yards in this program um, as a true sophomore and just imagining, you know, how many more, you know, are out there, um, you know, that that he would have because I think a lot of them um, come with him. He's such a dynamic player, does such a great job in space. Our guys play ridiculously hard, and then plays get extended, and that's when sometimes the, the flags have come out. And uh, we spent a lot of time on the one play with the entire team talking about uh, those things. And obviously, uh, the, the process that we go through, Sundays we come in, watch the tape. Any place that we have question marks in, we send them in uh, to the officials, you know, just so, just for clarification. They do a great job in response. Um, I will leave those responses between us, but they do a great job communicating the why, um, things that might would have been different um, or things that confirm that we can do better and they do a great job communicating uh, those things but I'll leave it with them out of respect um, and just you know just getting better at those kind of things um, obviously is a focus for everything that we do Jeff, Jeff after uh, quite a few of the games this year communication is a word that's been used uh, where do you think the disconnect comes in from what you see, the positives in practice to what happens on the field? Yeah, it's just the the environment, the uh, just deducing down the moment, staying in the moment, when the now, all the things that we've been talking about, and it happens in key situations. And here's the, um, you know, I've made my my name, made my career, uh, producing big time defenses. Um, and a lot of times it comes down to one or two things. And on the back end, if something breaks down on the back end, everybody knows it broke down. Like my grandmother uh, is 90 years old. She can sit up here. Oh, the DBs messed that up, right? But up front, the thing I was showing to the entire team on the one big play on the second, third down that went for a touchdown, we've got to execute up front too. But my grandma doesn't know that. We didn't hit the right gap, and we didn't run the exact technique to get the pick. Um, but everybody sees it on the back end when something happens. Um, outside of really two plays on the back end, it was arguably their best game, their best week of performance, or best week of practice, their best week of communicating, their best week of uh, bonding together, being a cohesive unit, uh, which I've talked about at times hasn't existed here. Um, but it was their best week of doing that, then turn around and have two plays. One of them wasn't their fault. One of them was, um, you know, that, that kind of sets that back. But just refocus them. I had them all stand up in the team meeting, explain that to the rest of the team because um, we don't keep secrets in our team room, in our locker room about certain things. And uh, But I thought it was their best week of preparation. 
Um, just hate that those two plays happened to them because the rest of the game they played um, pretty solid. This sort of follows up on that, but I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the theme of the, being, the year being what's important now, and, yep. and you're talking so much about if we can have attention to detail and focus, and yep. not just the secondary, but to, to be having these challenges, issues, like, can you? Is this team maybe not where you were, like you thought it would be in terms of being ready to, to have that sort of, you know, consistent attention and, and focus? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really close, Ken, uh, to they're playing really, really hard. They're playing together. There's still layers that are still having to be built in, um, but I'm not going to speak on that. Um, love the way this team works. Love the way they prepare. Obviously, in key situations, you still got to execute at a high level. And, uh, you know, I expect us to continue to take steps uh, toward that end. But um, if anybody's wondering if we have grown and matured and developed in this program, from roster standpoint, cultural standpoint, uh, everything that it takes to take the next step, we are right there. Now we've got to win these close games that we're putting ourselves in by the development that we've shown and grown and all those kind of things. Um, we're still one of – went from being one of the most penalized teams in the country to one of the least penalized teams in the country. The attention to detail, the composure to be able to do that um, has grown by leaps and bounds. So, Coach Collins, uh, you could sense the profound disappointment, obviously, among the players and I know the coaches too for the way that game turned out. Do they have a pretty clear sense of what's ahead, and they still got a good shot at a pretty good season, you know, 500 in the league, et cetera? There, there's no doubt. Um, uh, the, the belief system in the locker room, um, they know the things and the reasons that we need to get better and will get better. Um, but the, the belief in that locker room is still high. You can talk to the players. I can't uh, be the one to speak on how they feel. But the way they work, uh, the way they come to the building every single day, uh, the vision for the future and the steps that we need to take to get there. Uh, you can just see it uh, in everybody. The, the older guys that have been in the program have been tremendous. Uh, we finally developed leadership in this program. Uh, there's been some things that have come up the last couple of weeks that normally the previous two years I would just have to make a decision, go with it, and keep it moving. But now I'm able to bring in leadership, have conversations, what should we do about this? What should we do about that? And trust them because they know the expectation in this program to make the right decision, the right course of action, which we haven't been able to do before. Uh, there's just so many different layers from when we started the program to where we're building it to that we're really close. They all see it. They all know it. Um, but now it's time to win those close games that we're finally putting ourselves in relative to where we've been previously. Of course, as you prepare for Miami, you spoke a little bit about their quarterback and wide receiver. Just from, I guess, the defense standpoint, what makes Miami so dynamic on offense that that just poses so many problems? Yeah, I mean, a they've got they've got really good they got really good players uh, all across the board. The offensive line is developed really nicely. They're doing a nice job uh, schematically. The tempo obviously causes a lot of issues. Uh, so obviously, we practice that a bunch today. Um, and arguably the fastest tempo that we will have seen uh, thus far. And uh, we've got to be ready for that because that uh, is where the explosives happen. That's where 
communication is huge uh, in it, and especially Ken on the back end, the communication piece, getting lined up, get your eyes where they're supposed to be in a hostile environment against really good players. Uh, you put all of that together, uh, and they do a really nice job. The kids uh, understanding what they're doing, they're figuring out what he does really well, and which <laughs> which is a lot of things uh, he does well. So, um, and they've got good players across the board. Jeff, do you you have um, quite a few freshmen that you're redshirting or appears to be going that way? As the season winds down now, do you start? Are they a in a position to maybe start to contribute a little bit? Some of the guys even sure. not keeping their shirts, and then b, how do you work them into the rotation? Yep. So that we we uh, Patrick Sutton and I actually had that meeting this morning. We do it every single week. Um, who? Uh, we'll save the year who will play two more games that have two left to play, um, who were just maxing out all of those things, and then uh, have a conversation with the guys, have a conversation if need be with their families, uh, all of those kind of things. And there's even some guys that have been on the roster for one in two years that are in that same position as well. Um, so we're very cognizant of all of that. And uh, you know, just look around the league um, this year, especially with the COVID year, the teams that have all of these older guys are having a lot of success. Um, so just building the roster, um, you know, keep continuity in it, and, uh, you know, then as need be, add proper pieces uh, to take the next step. You, you mentioned Miami's offensive line, and uh, some of those guys started out playing as true freshmen yep. and, and progressed to where they are now. Yep. In the same manner, you have someone in Paula. How do you see him progressing yeah. in the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Paul's going in there, uh, playing really well. You know, we've been uh, the injury bug got us for the last two to three weeks, and uh, but some guys have really stepped up. William Lay, Paula, um, Ryan Johnson moving out to right tackle uh, while Jordan Williams has been out, and uh, you know just battling and fighting and all those kind of things. So um, we've got a lot of young guys playing. Um, Mike knows the numbers, but we still have a ridiculously young roster. Um, and it's exciting that they're getting to play a ton and develop by playing. Uh, but you can see that growth and maturity um, in the offensive line for Miami from where we played them two years ago, how they matured and developed uh, and all of those things. So uh, big challenge. we got a lot of young guys, and uh, they'll continue to play and develop. And uh, just, just, again, proud of the leadership. Uh, and the way the older guys um, are playing and leading and uh, finally saying and doing and all the things that are the expectations to get us to the next step. Anything else? Um, Kelly asked us the other day about just, you know, speaking directly to fans, and obviously what you're doing here is in a way speaking to them, but, like, if you talk directly to fans that are feeling frustrated, that are – Want to support the team, but are you know not liking right. what they see? What would you, what would you say? Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is the locker room, our team, our players. We have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for all the fans that contribute. The biggest thing is as we continue to build and take the next step, the positive energy that they can give the players. Like giving me positive energy, I'm good. I'm I'm very secure in what we're doing, what we're building. I'm very secure in how I've gotten to be in the position to be the head football coach at Georgia Tech, all the success that I've had in my career, all the great things that I've learned from all the great coaches and programs that I've been around, the success I had as the head coach at Temple, 
um, and the lessons that we're teaching and building are the right lessons and are the right things to be teaching. Have we recruited this roster? Have we developed this roster? The mindset, the attitude, the work ethic, the competition, uh, how hard they play, all of those things don't just come without the work that we're putting in. And uh, once it flips and once it happens, uh, it's going to take off. We just have to keep learning and finding the ways and then executing at a high level to take that next step. Anybody that sees where we were two years ago to where we are today, you should be able to see it. You should be able to feel it. The growth, the development, all of those things are there, and they're happening every single day. Blessed with the coaching staff that we have here. A lot of them are former Georgia Tech players that put their heart and soul into this. We've got a tremendous group of young men that go to school at one of the top academic schools in the country, then come out here on Saturdays and play their butts off. So the positive energy that you can give to the players is what they need. The belief in them, how far they've come, and for them to take the next step, that's what the guys need. And uh, I thought our fans did a great job Saturday with that. Um, I still remember playing over Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the energy, the vibes, the positivity, all of those things matter um, for us to take the next step. And uh, the guys will keep working. We'll keep coaching. We're teaching them the right things, things that have been successful everywhere that we've been. And uh, it's going to happen here, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So I appreciate that, Ken. Go ahead and wrap up with that, Chris. Thank you. Awesome. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Watches and whiskey. Do I have your attention? <laughs> this is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. Come.